bed than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Tuesday. Hope you're all doing well. So far, so good with me again. Sunny out there. I got my new microphone, my my Yeti Nano, and I pulled out my talk, what I call my, well, I guess I call it a talk box. It's a padded box I use to talk and to cut down on the echo in the room when I'm doing like, you know, some real serious voice whatever. You know, I got to do something. I don't have a booth, so, but I used, I used, uh, to pad it out, I used these. Uh, from, it was a it was a, a mattress pad. It was one of those you know st- foam foam rubber ones that I cut up and I put in there, and it works okay. But I've got some real studio panels now, some some foam rubber studio panels. So I want to replace it with that, so it'll sound even better. I'm always having a problem no matter where I record, and I can't afford to, or I can't. We move. We we rent a lot, so whatever I put up, I got to take down eventually, which I really don't like to do. I want some place where I can actually have a bo- uh, make my own booth. Actually, if I could do a voiceover career without having my own booth, that would be nice too. I'm a little on edge today, so in fact, we're going to talk a little about that about story making, storytelling, adventure making, you know, the usual garbage. And we will get to that after this. Now, I don't want to scare people away. I'm not. It's just there's some things that there's something that's stuck sticking in my craw right now that's on my mind. It's about adventure creating storytelling. And this goes beyond just making adventures for your role playing games. This is this is like any. To me, any entertainment, any kind of storytelling, whether it's movies, books, TV, radio, role-playing games, you name it. Plausibility is the key. Plausibility is the watchword. Say it with me. Plausibility is the key. So, the reason I say that is because, well, let me let me kind of put it in a context here. One of the genres I deal with sometimes when I'm watching movies and such is horror. I don't really play horror role-playing games because I don't really think... It doesn't work for me. It really doesn't. But I like a decent horror movie, a good horror movie. But I'm very, very... I'm much pickier in that genre than any other genre because I know you can get into really disgusting slasher territory... And I don't want to deal with that. I like classic horror, like the Universal Monsters or Val Luton and stuff like that. And even some more modern stuff that makes this really intelligent and makes you think. But to me, a good horror tale can have supernatural and it can have the unexplained in it. But at the same time, it's got to hold together as a story. And this applies not just to horror. I'm picking out, I'm, I'm calling out horror because it's the easiest thing for me to to show you exactly what happens because there are certain aspects of some stories, horror stories that would apply to anything else. To me, once again, I've told you about this before. I've said this before. Nothing has to be, it doesn't have to be possible. It has to be plausible. 
It's all part of the audience's suspension of disbelief. And if you have a game, if you have a game table full of players, you have an audience that has to suspend their disbelief. And if something doesn't hang together in a story or an adventure or whatever, that really bugs me. And and that's why I'm saying plausible because I'm not like some of these DMs like my friend Matt or somebody like that who's like into the realistic aspect of it. That just drives me up the wall because to me, that's too much work. And I would rather deal with some of the fantastical things and frankly, just like, you know, just brush some stuff aside. I just, you know, I, will, I don't have to deal with it. Just sort of shove it off. When if, if it does, it isn't part of the story and it doesn't affect the plausibility, which 99% of the time it doesn't. But I just get upset in stories that just things just happen. I'm not going to say for no reason because things can happen for no reason, especially in a horror genre. And this goes for other other genres too. Things can happen for no reason. And but I like them eventually to be explained. And when I say eventually, I'm not saying at the end of the story, at the end of a season, or at the end of a campaign. I'm talking about eventually in the course of whatever this is. If you have a two-year campaign where you've had a mystery that's going on for two years, and you're coming to the end of the campaign, it would be nice unless you want to leave it as a, unless you plan to pick this campaign up again, with these people or the the world up again, it would be and leave it as a plot thread. It would be nice if the major stuff was explained. I know that's not always going to happen, but at the same time, I just don't like. I don't like. Okay, I don't like arbitrariness for the sake of arbitrariness. Just because somebody says, "Oh, isn't this like real life? Things happen out of the blue." Yeah. Okay, fine. I got your point. I've seen movies like that. I I saw one. I was going through my grindhouse stuff, you know, B-movie, old drive-in horror movie, stuff like that. And I came across this one called The Demon. Now, this whole thing, this was in done, this movie was done in the wake of, uh, you know, Halloween, Friday the 13th, Freddy Krueger, whatever, slasher film. Okay, fine. I bought the premise. I didn't expect... I did like the idea that the director didn't show much of the character, the, the the bad guy's face, the maniac's face, until near the end. And even then, it was an arbitrary thing. But I bought it because that was the point of the story. I may not have liked that aspect. I may not have liked... I don't like those kind of things, but at the same time, I respect it for the fact that that was the whole point of it. A, a slasher, personally, you know, as as a storyteller, I think it's kind of lazy. It looks It looked like a cash grab. But at the same time, they had this one subplot where this one guy is being stalked by the killer, and he brings in this old an, an army friend, uh, a friend of a friend, who is used to be in the army with him, who was a psychic. And the guy ends up getting killed because the guy stalks and kills him anyway. Even though the psychic was supposed to like help him, you know, protect him, and he he got killed anyway. And so he comes up to the widow and says, I'm sorry this happened, but, you know, basically, and she's distraught. All of a sudden, she pulls out a gun and shoots him, and he's dying. She said, did you, did you see that? Did you, did you manage to, to, 
to see that in a premonition. And that plot, he died. And that plot thread, boom, back to the him stalking girls or whatever, the, the star star, had nothing to do with the plot. Had nothing to do with the main plot. It's just that it was going to go one way and then it didn't. I mean, okay, I can respect people like Alfred Hitchcock who kills off their main character a half hour into the into the movie. Fine. That was like I said, that was the whole point. Because he was trying to he was trying to throw the audience for a loop. I if if I get your point, I get your point. But the point is her just pulling out a gun and killing him. And then there was no and and through the rest of the film there was no follow-up, no retribution, no, nobody went back, you know, it it was a red herring that didn't need to be there. It was just it was a what it was was a gotcha moment from the filmmakers to the audience. Or I just got the feeling that they were disrespecting me as an audience member. They were they were basically saying you're too stupid. That's the way I felt. That may have not been the intention, but I felt like they were disrespecting the audience. And you don't do that in a in a an adventure. So if you're going to make a, a role-playing adventure or whatever, just just follow follow that. Be pl- don't be you don't have to be possible. It has to be plausible. And at the same time, don't disrespect your audience. Don't disrespect your players. I can see. Th- I've seen certain things like that happen. There are certain tropes that, as a game master, I never do. One was, and it was all a dream. That never works. Never works at a table. I've done that once. It was a disaster. I've seen it done. It was terrible. Because everybody gets worked up, and then you go, and then you wake up. Oh, I did it once. I got away with it, but I would never do it again. I saw one guy, and it's like I, I could tell the entire table just wanted to jump up and strangle this guy for doing that. You know, that's the kind of thing you don't disrespect your audience. So when you're writing something, make sure it's plausible, and make sure you're not doing something just to do it. Just for shock, for shock value. Yes, I know in horror that's the name of the game, but at the same time, you know, I think there's a certain things, rules you got to respect. Now, so okay, so that that's my rant. Okay, this got a little ranty, but and so that's the way. That's that's what I think. I got to go start my day. So if you ever want to talk about this or anything else, and believe me, I'm sure people are going to talk about this. <laughs> oldmangrognergmail.com or drop me a voicemail at Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thanks again to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, and John Allen. You guys are great. And don't forget Dan Gregg's The Young Y-U-N-G Grognard Podcast, Young Grognard, Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albert Podcast, and John Allen Larges' The Red Dice Diary. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. <laughs>